it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're Hey everybody, how do? How do? How do you do? Tudo Shay. Yeah, I like to change my Zoom name sometimes, and right now it's Tudo Shay. Tudo Shay. And All if right. you don't know what that means, it means two show day. Hmm. Oh, alright. All right. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. you say uh, in the biz when you have two shows in one day, you say, oh, we have a Tudo Shay. Oh. <laughs> and then everyone giggles at each other. In the Midwest, we call that a double header. No. Yes. No, just like intermission is. We've never time. done that in the Midwest <laughs> um, for the whole Midwest. Speaking of which, CJ, could you please take that St. Louis Cardinals shirt off and get? I'm not my wearing one. In. Yeah, and we should uh, tell the audience that she had the audacity right. to show up to my apartment the other night mm-hmm. wearing a St. Louis Louis Cardinals hoodie. It yeah. was their postseason sweatshirt. They, I figured you'd make fun of me. They, they lost their first postseason game. Were kicked out. They got a sweatshirt designed to wear for one game, but it was sharp. So I asked for one for Christmas. It, it was sharp. <laughs> Said the Lou. <laughs> it was handsome. It was quite handsome. Yeah. But I will say we hung. I, I will say this. What I'm about to say. Uh, you will say it. <laughs> um, it. I've just been catching myself on that a little bit lately. Yes. <laughs> we got together. Yes, the other night to watch what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, that was on Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, we got together, we talked, we watched The Sound of Music Live, which we're about to talk about. Uh, as you know from the title of the episode, it's no, there's no secret. Uh, but then Friday night, I went and saw East West Players. This is an LA spotlight. I'm going to also put it in the LA spotlight at the end, but East West Players Assassins. They're doing it right now. If you're in the area and you have the means, please. I know they even have like upper balcony obstructed view that isn't actually obstructed. It's just like pretty deep in the balcony for like 25 bucks. So you can get cheap tickets if you have to. I sat second row uh, (gasps) because I was just, Assassins is my favorite musical Mm -hmm. uh, some days. Yeah. And so I was really ready for it. I went in. It is phenomenal. The direction is spot on. They totally get it. Um, get a Watanabe, one of my favorite actors of all time. People know him in the uh, very uh, not so woke character of Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. Yeah. He's also in one of my favorite movies, UHF. Uh, he's a phenomenal UHF, actor. UHF, man. Good pull. Thank you. Good I love pull, UHF. Bailey. I have Can an original start- uh, B poster of UHF. I'm a UHF weirdo. I have like two vhs true story quick digression the first time henry Dittman, uh a friend of the pod and old friend of all of ours good friend good friend uh yeah uh he and i our very first hangout was we saw a double feature of uhf and great balls of fire with dennis quaid (laughs) as jerry lee lewis and it was (laughs) awesome i think we we got to see incredible and i'm like it's uhf is a masterpiece it is one of the great cult movies it is one of the great cult movies uh one of my favorite movies of all time 
Daniel Radcliffe is starring in the Weird Al biopic that's about to come <laughs> Can out. Can you believe it? That's that. happening. I'm so excited. I think it's and our friend casting. Kat Bardot is doing makeup for that show. No really? way! That's, that's so fun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. exciting! Yeah. Shout out. Well, uh, back to sorry, so sorry. <laughs> Assassins. No, it's digressions. We love our digressions on this podcast. We do need a stinger for it, though. We'll get one we one do, day. We do. We'll get one. Uh, but Assassins at East West Players, go check it out. The The cast is phenomenal. I, I've, uh, you're not the first person that's been yeah. like, right. oh, my Me God. Yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine um, who saw who saw it, had seen like nine different productions of Assassins over the yeah. year. Holy shit. Yeah. And was just like, this is just phenomenal. And it's East West Players in general yeah. do insane amazing work so uh, they're I'm the thrilled. oldest company of people for people of color in the nation in that the is the country in the country that is their uh, claim to fame but uh, they've just done so many incredible things and it usually is like they focus on lower budget newer works by playwrights of color and they do really fantastic work but now and then they put their money behind a big production sure. uh, and and sometimes they partner with the playhouse actually too and they they did like the great leap with the playhouse and we actually just did a, a zoom performance with them uh co-production about a week ago called hold these truths that was a yeah. phenomenal play so I, I'm a big fan of East West Players, but this was my first time actually getting to go to the De David Henry Huang Theater and see a show. And it was, I can't stop smiling about it. It was mm. the best night of theater I've had in a long time, obviously because of COVID. But just really, just if you're out here, treat yourself to it. I'll bring it up again uh, later. But then Sunday, I saw the Batman. <laughs> you liked it. I three hours it. of the Batman. I saw three the hours of Batman. Of Batman's. Yeah, it's a neo noir. It's good. Go see it. It has a lot of stuff. It's a Where lot. Where would of, you rank it in stuff. terms of Batman movies? Ooh, well, let me tell you. Uh let me say, if my favorite Batman movie ever is The Dark Knight, which is true, and I I'm with you on that. And my second favorite is Batman '89. Uh huh. Then my third favorite is the Batman. Nice. Okay. All right. I'm excited for it now. How does okay. that feel? Yeah. Controversial. controversial. It's controversial. <laughs> I also only saw it two days ago. That might change. I need to see it again. Uh, every performance in it is fantastic. Um, I don't want to spoil this because I, actually I found out a lot of people don't know this. I knew going in, but the person who plays the Riddler is absolutely phenomenal in this film and i have missed him i've been yeah, seeing the posters and i'm like him really it's yeah. exciting yeah yeah he that is exciting and it's weird and it's its own thing and just check it out and maybe we'll talk about it uh later on the podcast once y'all have seen it because i don't mm -hmm. want to say too much else yeah. um pattinson pattinson guys <laughs> It's great. People it's... are hard on him because of his Twilight past, but I hey, I think no. he's legit. Like no, and he's had a he's they had a rough go it. at it too. They use it. Good. They're like oh, you you think this is silly? Yeah, it is. Here you go. <laughs> and I like it. Um, we'll talk about it later. Cut all that out. Okay. Today, mm. we're talking about something kind of exciting, though. Well, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> I should introduce the podcast because yeah, uh, I'm yeah. really. What are we listening I can to? Tell we're rearing to go here. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds, made by three theater makers from yeah. the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm C.J. Merriman. And I am Scott Leggett. 
And as always, to cleanse our palate between playwrights, we offer you another bonus episode of Theater, Theater, and Stuff, where we pick theater-adjacent things and we nerd out all over them. So uh, this week is a Bailey's pick. That's right, it's my pick. Jerking off all over the place because <laughs> I, <laughs> I chose to do a miniseries within a miniseries. If In Stuff is its own miniseries, then this is its own miniseries within it because... For the next, what, eight, nine Bailey picks? It's going to last like two seasons. Uh, I'm going to be, that's right, I'm going to be covering all of the live musicals that NBC has done. Let's do it. And the reason I want to do it is because not only are these things not... Because you hate me. Let's I do hate it. you. But I think what's sure. most exciting is, like, when we cover things that don't work, we actually cover them well. Like, I really love our Dear Evan Hansen episode. I think our Diana episode is really in-depth and solid. Like, we, we joke and we, we talk well, shit, but we actually have, like, reason behind it. And we're yeah. like, here's why. Well, yeah. we should say that this is a little different for Scott. Scott has a different take on this as compared to Diana. That's uh, true. Uh, yeah. So Scott has I'm a really gonna, hot take that we'll get to. It's, it's going to upset people, but it's, it's gonna also, it's also you know, people get upset by the truth. So <laughs> keep going. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Scott has a hot take. We'll get there. Scott's yeah. hot take. We need a stinger. But for now... I just want to tell you why I chose it, which is that these Tell things, us why. Yeah, because these things are, they're a curio to me. They're so silly. They haven't worked yet. There actually hasn't been one that has, like, worked. They get watched, let's be clear. Mm -hmm. But they don't, like, no one watches them would, after the fact. Like I would it, argue like, that, J that Jesus Christ the Jesus Superstar, Christ Superstar worked. one worked. You're right. I agree with that. I think the Grease one has... About 50%. CJ, CJ has decided because of one casting choice. The whole That's casting not choice. true. That's the not thing true. Rocks. That is not true. We have a whole episode to talk about it, but for now, <laughs> I'm excited by the fact that these are... Oh, Greece, I think, is 50% there. I think Greece is like interesting to an extent. And then it hits this ceiling of like, okay, you're not doing it right anymore. But I, I want to talk about them. I think they're interesting. I know yeah. people that have been in them. Uh, so I might try to get some of their takes and see what they thought. I know a couple people that were specifically in the Christmas Story one. Oof. So, which why did they Was do that? Was that a musical? Yeah. Yeah. They, Is that yeah. a musical in the theater world? Yeah. Yes. Okay, they didn't just it's make not it good. for this event. It's no. not a good musical, let's be clear. No, 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 um, no. And they, the casting choices for that are so silly, and I can't wait to talk about it. But for now, today, we're talking about Sound of Music Live on NBC starring <laughs> Carrie Underwood. The uh, Carrie Underwood. The yeah, revelation. The one and only. The revelation. She's going to bring a new Underwood. generation to Rodgers and Hammerstein. That was mm -hmm. the take, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I want to hear, go ahead, Siege. I want to hear y'all's takes on this, like for your initial thoughts. My initial thoughts, and I know I said this to y'all after we watched it, and you may or may not agree with me it reminded me of when Les Mis was coming out as a movie and they announced Russell Crowe playing Javert and everyone was like what why Russell Crowe and some people were like he has a rock band and it's like yeah but it's not the same and then it came out and he got particularly got horrible reviews and I went into that movie 
thinking this is going to be like he's going to be terrible and he was and i gotta say like i feel bad for carrie underwood because she was in over her head and i'm sure there's plenty of people that came i'm sure there's plenty of people kids particularly that came away from this and loved it and you know what Pete Buttigieg of theater. I'm down for it. Y'all know how I feel about that. I can't tell you how wrong you are and how history will prove my thesis correct. Well, Uh the first thing she's wrong about is that Russell Crowe was bad in Les Mis because he was awesome in that movie. Wait, this is just pile on CJ episode, isn't it? (laughs) No, it's not. You're just wrong about that and it's okay. But you're just just actually wrong about that part. The St. Louis thing, then Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) We can keep it up or we can stop it right now. We'll see. Uh, Why stop the momentum from Thursday night? Well, (laughs) we were awful to you that whole night. I'm sorry. Actually, I wasn't. Let's be clear. I was really sweet. I I just kept pressing the buttons. But we should also say, and I think it's important, you made a hell of a charcuterie plate that night. That was fucking. That was was epic. That was really good. We ate on that for three days. Make the piss poor acting of this. Oh, you are wrong. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm going to dig into this. Okay, so I do have a breakdown whenever we get there. If we want that. a breakdown, no, but have y'all to. haven't talked Why? about your your initial feelings first. No, break your break break it. CJ's breakdown. The version of Sound of Music that no one wanted. The same plot as the movie, but with the songs mixed around and now Max and the Baroness sing. Also, way more swastikas. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I am pretty what? sure this is how the show is, though, right? They're using the show's script. Yes. So it's like... But I'm sure a lot that, of people but... were like, what? Right. Why are they singing my favorite things now? Like that. Which, again, thing. though, Pete Buttigieg, maybe we want people to know the original more? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, I don't, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with maybe you. Maybe we want people to, to explore the musical. Like, I kind of like the idea that people looked it up and they were, like, angry and they're like, what the hell? And they looked at him and they're like, oh, that's... How it is on stage. I like that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they can discuss it from that point of view. Yeah, um, yeah Scott, what's your take on this? Well, Let's hear it. I went in loathing this idea. Um, disclaimer, Scott is not the biggest Sound of Music fan. I don't hate it, and I know that people love it, so I don't disparage it. This is not my thing, and especially out of the R&H catalog, there's you know two others that i i would go to before that that being said i came into our viewing uh filled with anger and rage (laughs) for you making me do this Uh and what i came out with was oh my god they've done something quietly brilliant that won't be recognized for a period of time let me tell you this is where i'm at okay carrie underwood right yeah yeah you you can't say that her voice is better than julie andrews but you can say that it is stronger than julie andrews (laughs) next up i just want to say that the casting of carrie underwood is way better than the casting of julie andrews i believe that carrie underwood is a novice nun uh, that she is not savvy or world wise and yeah. Julie Andrews, I, I think that she, when I see her, I think she's the smartest person in the world. Also, just <laughs> in pure casting, don't tell me that Carrie Underwood 
doesn't have more pure Aryan blood in her <laughs> than Julie Andrews. My God. So that's my take that this is actually <laughs> maybe one of the most brilliant things that live hybrid theater has ever done. And yeah, that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at. I kept wanting her to break into her Monday night football song. Carrie. Hey, kitty, mountain <laughs> baggage, dang on blade. Don't listen. I don't even know the words. It's just that it's Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. My bad. Yeah, you no, know, no, I you're think, right. I think that is the first thing we have to talk about, though, Scott. Now, I disagree with you. I do, too. Uh, whether it's a bit or not. It's math. It's just <laughs> math. It's, it's calculable. There's, It's purely quantitative, Empirical. not qualitative. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I, I, I probably don't actually feel the way that I do. I just that I've stated. I just want to make sure that we rile it up and we talk about it because it's easy sure. in comparison to go ah. Hot but day. yeah, it uh, Bailey. What was your take? In, and because you had not seen it before, is that correct? No, I or had. Yeah. I watched it when it. I watched when it, it when it aired. I watched most of these when they aired, actually, because. Much like CJ's desire for people to find uh, politics through Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> um, I wanted people to find musicals through these NBC Lives. I wanted one to yeah. be good. I kept being like, well, maybe this one will be good enough to, to, <laughs> to necessitate another one and get people excited. And, and maybe we won't go get so many like piss poor movie musical remakes. Like, I don't need another Sound of Music movie. Mm -mm. But like, sure, put it up for one night on NBC. That's fun. And I do understand the casting of someone like Carrie Underwood in theory, because the right. idea was, of course, let's bring a new generation to this musical. But I found this musical in the 90s, which is 40 years after it came out, you know, like 50 years after it came out. Like I think I'm it was sort of 65 like, when, well, when the movie came out. My when bad. the movie Probably came not out, the right. Musical. You're right, you're right. But even the musical, you know, I was auditioning for it when I was a kid. Like they're doing it yeah. at regional theaters all the time. I don't know that they needed to cast somebody who was going to bring in a young audience. I think they just needed to cast somebody who was exciting. And like so, the first person I thought of at the time who had a bit of a name who had been the original Millie, who had like, you know, done a few things at the time and her name was around enough that I think it would have been okay, was Sutton Foster. Mm -hmm. I was like, why isn't someone like Sutton Foster here? Because I, I don't think it would have, because if you can put Audra McDonald in there. Who is great. Put, who's fantastic. Yeah. Um, then I don't, she, I, I don't know. She and can Laura crap Benanti a great too. performance first thing in yeah. the morning that, you know, better than most people. That's true, yeah. that's well, true. And going off what you were saying, Bailey, you don't need a name. You just need sound of music. It's yeah. like when a theater company is like, we're going to do Midsummer Night's Dream. Right. It's like, okay, great. You're going to get butts in seats because of that. And yeah. it's, it is the argument that I have about a lot of big theater here in LA where it's like, we're going to do this big show at the Amundsen and we're going to get a movie star to be a star in it. Right. You know, and it's right. just like, there's so many theater people out there that could have gotten a job out of this sure. and gotten more notoriety from it and Girl. that's frustrating <laughs> yeah no. yeah no, i mean it's true it's, and you're, I... you're you're calibrating all the time in terms of producing something like this bailey i'm sorry i stepped on you no it's true i absolutely hear you i i think it's it's tough and 
since we we started off with the Carrie stuff, I think it's it's we should start it off and then we won't talk about her anymore. You know, I don't because it can turn into bad mouthy kind of shit talk, and it's really not because she's not an actress. That's unfortunate, and it's right. kind of felt like. And I think it was you that said this, CJ. Like poor Carrie Underwood. Like it feels a yeah. bit like. Like, they put her in that position to fail because she wasn't an actress. She wasn't going to be able to hold some of those moments that really need that. Mm -hmm. And they thought they could just kind of get away with it, with it just being the, the script that it is, but it just doesn't work. And then you surround her with other sort of non-actors. I mean, they're all actors, but they are actors, but they're not, like, great live actors besides Audra. Mm -hmm. Um I guess Christian Borle is okay. Laura Benanti is probably the best actress in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, Audra's but obviously, in one of the you know, worst separate. parts ever. That part is just yeah. so boring and uninteresting. It's really like, why bad. Are you, why are you bringing, bringing that in? Well, and then we talked about it. In, in and the Stephen way. Moyer is really bad in this. We should talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and, oh, God. Like, and that's where I started like getting laughy. And I'm like, oh, you guys really could have like. I was ready for like a really cool meta joke. We joked about there's this the line where the children are not allowed to play. And and I was just like and then you had what's his name from Vampire Moyer from Vampire thing. And I'm like, it would have been hilarious <laughs> if all these kids were vampires and the Nazis were werewolves and the nuns were like I just wanted some twist to what they were doing. Um, but it was one of the things that you said to note, <clears throat> Bailey, while we were watching it, was the weird hybridness of it all. It's like yeah. it's theater, quote unquote, with soap opera aesthetics in terms of how it's shot. And I don't mean to disparage soap operas. And weird lighting. Weird lighting that that is felt very soap opera y. Um, you're, yeah. you're, the way that you're moving the camera and the way that you're using things. And I was just like, why didn't you just stage this and put it in front of an audience where it would have had energy? It doesn't have any energy. Yeah. It's so dead eyed. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really dead eyed. And yeah, I agree, Scott. The hybridness is what is so interesting about all of these. And they, they hone it a little bit with some of them. They find some better ways uh, hairspray has some moments and, and grease has some really cool moments of like, like, Oh, it's fun how you're using the camera here to like move back and forth between scenes. Like that can be fun because it's its own art form in a way. It's, it kind of reminds me of in the pandemic when theater reviewers were trying to review zoom shows. And I was like, <laughs> you're not really qualified for this because it's not right, actually right. Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's like someone who reviews movies going to a ballet and trying to review. It's like, well, you're not actually really qualified for this. So uh, I think it's similar here where it's like these people who make films, who make TV, TV. are trying to make theater. But the people who are involved in theater who are involved, like, aren't really savvy in, like, TV. And right. so right. it's like this... and. It's like this weird hybrid, and it becomes kind of uncomfortable in all layers. Like, every piece of it feels like, oh, none of us really know what we're... They all look a little scared. 
I don't even just I don't even mean the actors. I mean like all of it. Like I can't see the people behind the camera, but I can feel their energy. I and love right. the part where you notice the cameraman clearly tripped a little bit. Oh well, that was really <laughs> funny. There there is a moment where he was. It's like this really beautiful pan, and then at one point it kind of dips down, and then he gets back, and you're like, Whoa! <laughs> oh no, oh buddy, <laughs> a little trip. But trip. that's why, and it was it's... it was blink of an eye. Like they're doing a great job. Let's give some right. love to the people who. I mean, that's a, it's a hard job. It's but oh they my. Just didn't God. direct it right <laughs> no and i think that the other thing and why i keep going back to this idea of doing it in front of an audience even if even if you're using multiple sets and and you're shooting it th there's something about the energy that becomes so odd you know and, and that was the thing is that the format is just so odd I also yeah. did not love the production design at all. Some of the sets were okay, but they looked like sets. And then some of the color schemes were weird. And CJ, CJ hated the 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 costumes. Like you, you were no, you no, were, no, 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 no. Wait, the I loved, I loved the costumes. I hated Carrie Underwood's velour Swiss Miss dresses. <laughs> But that's but what they I loved, wore. It was man, it was some... historically accurate. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, uh, I have no. no I loved story. like some of those three piece suits or the period style dresses they had, like the Baroness in. They were gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Gorgeous. Um, we should say I forgot to mention this when we were talking Underwood. Uh, there were some. There was definitely a lot of backlash, obviously, after it happened. But before it, Julie Andrews did endorse the casting when she was asked. Yeah. She was like, yeah, of course. I it's think she'll do great. Of course she's going to be classy of course about she, it. Yeah. Of course she um, is. And, but, I, but the real Von Trapp family, the great-grandchild of Maria, Maria Von Trapp, yeah. was not cool with it uh beforehand she actually said i don't think she is correct for this at all i don't and she wasn't even talking talent she was like she is not the sensibility that is maria she just isn't mm. it, it it i don't understand it but if that's what you feel like you need to do then sure and so they went with it um but afterwards obviously people didn't uh uh feel so so great about it they in fact no they, the they lashed at her the pretty quote, good that was pretty like she was awful. That was awful. Aww. She bad on our name kind of thing. Um, yeah. But isn't that I mean, we also should, we part of the say... reason? Go ahead. Well, we, we should say that this was all. I was going to get into the history of actually Sound of Music in general. So I say what you're going to say first because mine's probably oh, I was just going to say, like, but, but, but people are watching it also for the stunt. Like they're sure. watching it the same sure. way they watch a, a you know a car race. You're waiting for a crash. You're you kind of want Carrie Underwood to fuck up at some point. Sick, and I and that's kind of perverse. Like I'm I was, even though I you know I'm not a huge fan of the musical. I I still kind of was rooting for everybody all the way through. That's a lot. That's a that's a two and a half hour show, um, yeah. where you're yeah. co you're constantly changing costumes and you're con like th there's a lot of stress there. So I I felt all that stress. Agreed. Agreed. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing that they do. And I think that's another reason to cover it is like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the work that they put in. Let's talk about what didn't work. Let's mm -hmm. talk about what did. Um, let's discuss debate and disseminate. Uh, so this musical obviously is based on a semi true story. There is the yeah. family of the Von Trapp singers where the, the story basically goes that the governess 
married the the Captain von Trapp, and they started a singing troupe in in Austria. Pretty great. Uh, and pretty much everything that happens in the musical is similar to their story. Uh, but they had made a couple of films about them. There was a film, and then actually a sequel film in Germany uh, that had been seen by stage director Vincent Donahue, and he took it to. Uh, Mary Martin actually and was like this would be a great story for you hmm. and so that's kind of how it began and then they took it to um, Rodgers and Hammerstein who ended up writing the musical I love this musical I, I, I actually hear like Scott you've explained why you don't like it so much I know a lot of people who don't so much and I actually totally get it this is one of those that like it doesn't get boring for me I know there's that point in the musical where some people hit where it's like, oh, now it becomes a love story and then a Nazi story and, and people start kind of, you know, dozing off, turning off the movie. I love all of that stuff. I always have. It's the first musical I ever auditioned for that I didn't get in. I auditioned for Kurt and then Aww. I went and saw it. Sons of bitches. I know. But then I went and saw it and it was like this really great exercise oh, yeah. for me You told kid. that story before. Right yeah, because yeah. I was like nine. And I was like, I need to go see the kid who got it and like pay my respects. And I did. And it was great. Nice. Um, Cla- classy. But also like classy. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers and Hammerstein too, where it's like, I mean, we discussed how all of their plots are a little like, eh. Like they're kind sure. of all over the place. There's a central love story, but also there's this big kind of like scary adventure story on the outside. But there's also a bunch of other side stories mixed in. It's very them. That's true. But I would you have say the, the secondary movie... love story and all that. Yeah, right. I will say the movie does focus better on and have a better arc of her falling in love with the children and the children falling in love with her than the show does. Right. Yes. Did you feel that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Agreed. I think you commented on it, CJ, where you're just like, oh, they don't even have the like scene where they all cry at the dinner table. Like, where is that? And I, those were added for the movie, obviously, but like those scenes fucking work in that movie mm-hmm. because you get to watch them fall in love. It's actually a love story about her and the children falling in love first. Yeah. You yeah, have, you have sure. the Rolf character. You have Von Trapp. Which, the Rolf in the live musical, all I saw was his chin and then the oh. knee socks that he wore the whole time. Yeah, they didn't do him favors by giving him those shorts, but he, uh, he rocked didn't them. They? He did what he could. Didn't they? Yeah. Well... It was, and we'll we'll go through the cast in a second. I don't know. We'll we'll pass fail. I think we can actually fail and and pass a few of these people. So that'll be fun for sure. Uh, we'll get there. But I, I I love this musical. I was hoping for this to be better than it was when I first watched it when it mm-hmm. was live, and I walked away like kind of upset. And I think that's how a lot of people felt who really do love the musical, but. It has its fans. Uh, I bought it for five bucks on Amazon, though, so I don't know that it's selling that well. You can't find it anywhere. You can't. You can't find it to stream anywhere. Mm-hmm. No, that which is another us. digression. But we should also talk about in the future our viewings, because we had to. Well, I'm buying them all. I'm going to buy them all. All these. I'm just going to order them all on on Amazon, a company that's never done anything wrong, and just right, right get them right. all to my. But we had house to voodoo so it. We had to voodoo it through my phone, and I had to yeah. mirror it onto my TV in order. And for like us every to watch ten it. minutes, it would just every turn ten off minutes be like, like, all right, let's no, Scott's TV had it. it. It just like I'm not gonna. I don't, I don't care for Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I just I just had a thought too of. 
<laughs> we, I know we've all talked about like, okay, so you go see this show that your friend's in and it's terrible and you wait afterwards. What is, what do you say to your friend? So like, what, <laughs> what if you were Carrie Underwood's friend and she walks out after this show, what do you say to her? You uh, son of a bitch. I know that's Scott's favorite. If it's that's, me. that's a Steve Martin. That's a Steve Martin bit. And I've used it. I've used it many times. Uh, you son of a bitch. I mean, uh, Jesus loves you would probably be what I would say to Carrie. There you go. Jesus took that wheel. Jesus got it. He got that wheel. Girl. I, I think, honestly, I, I posted this the other day sort of in, in jest on Instagram and people did not like it. But I was like, normalize telling your friends when their show is bad. Right. And everyone was like, no. And I was like, of course not. I was kidding. It was a joke. Um, but part of me feels like in that circumstance, if I was her close, close friend, I would be like, fuck the haters. Like, no matter how yeah. I felt about it, I'd be like, girl, you got that was awesome. Yeah, fuck the yeah. haters. I would be with her completely. But if I was like her manager, I might drop her. <laughs> if I was if yeah, I was her friend, I'd be like, that looked like fun. That was you learned all those lines? Yes. I don't know how you learned all those lines. How did My you mom would always tell me uh, if she didn't like the show, she'd be like, you looked so skinny in your costumes. Oh, wow. That's what I would say to Carrie when she walked up. And then she'd slap me. You look great. Um, can we do real quick just for funsies? Let's do a performance review uh, so we can get off of Carrie. For okay. A um, uh, Maria Von Trapp, Carrie Underwood, pass or fail? Fail. Fail. Fail, and I do want to say, and this is the last thing, negative thing I'll say about her performance. Every review I've read has been like, but her singing was so great, right? It wasn't. It wasn't right for the show. It wasn't I mean, right, and it yeah. wasn't, wasn't even right for the show. Not technically correct. Not, I mean, not supported correctly. She, her, her, her break was in the wrong place for this part. Like it just, it, none of it felt right, and it was all in her throat because she's a country singer trying to sing. Classical music theater. I don't know. I feel, again, poor Carrie. I feel bad for her, but massive fail. Stephen Moyer from True Bloods, uh, oh. Captain George Von Trapp. Fail. No, he was he was not good. Boring. I was boring. hoping he would be good. I was waiting for someone to walk on and be good, and me yeah. be like, okay, I can connect to this. Stiff, boring, stupid. Uh, sorry, sir. You're you're bad. Um. Cut that out. I shouldn't be that mean. <laughs> Double it. Double. Uh, <laughs> Triple. Or a Benanti as Elsa Schreider. Fräulein Schweiger. She, I thought she was good in the beginning and then it kind of like, I'd yeah. say a soft fail. I'll, I'll give She's, a soft pass. Yeah, it's like the softest of passes. Like the most limp pass. Um, She's <laughs> fine. Christian Borel as Max Detweiler. I liked him in the beginning, and then I didn't like him by the end of the show. I don't like that song. I didn't like either yeah. of their songs. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're supposed to be the non-musical people. Right. Like, why are they yeah. singing? Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but then also, the musical. those are the only two who are legitimate musical theater people besides Audra. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, why? what's happening? Like, switch, What's happening? Switch the roles. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, sure. Christian Borel as Von Trapp isn't great casting, <laughs> But, but he I, would have been better. He would have made better, bolder choices. He would have made a choice. Right. Yeah. A bolder choice that, that Stephen Moyer was not capable of. And that's okay. Uh, we love you, Stevie boy. Ah, uh, True Bloods. 
Supporting characters, let's do the children, okay? Here we go. Liesl von Trapp, played by Ariane. Ariane? Arian? Oh, Reinhardt? I'll give, I'll give a pass. Liesl. I yeah, just she, don't remember. She's fine, pass. She's okay. She kind of, weirdly, when she comes on screen, the first thing I think is she looks like the girl from the movie. And yeah. the rest don't. Oh. The rest don't really look like their counterparts in the movie. She does. Well, see, I thought I thought the girl in the movie looked more like a young woman, and she looked like a kid. In that's my true. Opinion. She does I look mean, like a both younger kids, version. Kids, yeah. but still, yeah, I agree. Uh, the guy who plays Rolf, Michael Campano, he had a good voice. Like he could sing. He had yeah, a good he voice. Was, he was he had a chin. I give a I, soft pass for his chin. Sophia and Caruso as Brigitta. I hate fucking Brigida. I hate the character. I hate the actor. I hate everyone uh, who's uh, ever played Brigida. No, that's not true. I, I thought uh, no, of course I'm gonna give I'm gonna give all those kids a pass. That was a lot to pull off. Yeah. Yeah, all the kids were great. Is there any kid that stood out to you? We have Gretel, Friedrich, Marta. The kid that was Kurt Lisa. was, we kept, we Kurt he was, was a lot. <laughs> he was settled down Anne Hathaway. If anyone yes. was uh, great, he settled down. Anne Joe Hathaway. West, we love you, Joe, but that was a lot. Your eyes were doing a lot, but you did a great job. Um, you had a nice falsetto. Honestly, he knew what show he was in. I don't think anybody else He knew else what did. show he was in. Great note. Yeah. yeah great, great comment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, the, all the sisters were great, I thought, actually. All of the, um, the None of the nuns, the nuns were good. None of them. You're insane. That first number was so good. Ugh. How do you solve a problem like Maria? I will say, <laughs> well, and it's because, oh. again, I'm so, I'm so precious to the movie, but in the movie, all of the nuns have different personalities, uh, and I true. didn't think they did that nearly <laughs> as well in this, which, again, it's I harder it's to written, capture that. On this. It's written into the movie more yeah. than I think it is the musical. But... When the Days of yeah. Our Lives crew is shooting it, you miss some of those things. <laughs> hey, did you all know Marlena got possessed again over Christmas? That was like 20 years ago. <laughs> She was possessed again over Christmas. What? <laughs> Who? Marlena from Days of Our Lives. I That's watched amazing. Days of Our Lives for a solid 10 years, and I oh, saw I Possessed it. Marlena throw Stefano off the balcony, and then he was in a wheelchair for like two seasons. You know what? I, followed, I, I followed General Hospital for like 15 years. Oh, that's a good <laughs> what one. about you, Bates? I was a Passions guy. Oh, we did Passions. Yeah, the, that was Sunset weird, Beach was another one. It didn't last one. very long, nope. though. No, no. My mom, it was like bonding time for me and my mom. She used to record it on a VHS tape every day, and we would sit yeah. down at night and watch everything. Passions was big for me. My mom was a, a young and the restless in days of our lives. Sure. She liked sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. Hey, hey, that was my summers. Right. Yes. Uh, I remember the summer that Carrie slapped Sammy when she found out Sammy ooh. had faked her pregnancy <gasps> with Austin. It's a big deal. Oh. It's a big deal. <laughs> I remember when Luke and Laura got married. I remember the ice machine. Do you guys remember when the evil scientist creates an ice machine and tries to freeze Port <laughs> Charles? It's an actual fucking storyline. It actually <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it for years. Should we just talk about this for another hour? <laughs> I, I honestly could. Um, is, is there anyone? Frau Schmidt, Erzeller, Franz. The, well, uh, the DL Audra. Nazi staff. Yeah. The oh, Nazi Audra. staff. Well, Andrew, we haven't. I'm saving her for last. Oh, sorry, yes. sorry. Audra McDonald as Mother Superior. The hardest pass of the whole thing. She destroys it. I mean, yeah. it's it it the the 
master stroke of this thing, if we can give it a master stroke, is that the opening song is Audra. She, yes. And she then also, she sings Climb Every Mountain later, and we just get to enjoy she, ourselves. She didn't get the most controversial line in Sound of Music, though, when she calls Maria a cunt face. Oh, that's right. They did cut that out. <laughs> they did cut that out. Y'all and, go to the movie and watch yeah. it. <laughs> it happens when Maria returns to the to the Abbey. What is it, you cunt face? <laughs> what is it, you cunt face? <laughs> I can't face it. What is it, you cunt face? What is it, you cunt <laughs> Face. Yeah. Now, did y'all know in the, I think we talked about this in the original movie, the woman that played the Mother Superior, and I can't remember her name now, was like a Chicken story. Lips Magoo. <laughs> Chicken yes, Lips Magoo. Yes, Chicken Lips Magoo. Magoo. Chicken she Lips was Magoo. known for being, which it's no wonder they cast Audra. The woman that played her in the movie was an amazing singer and was like, did theater, film, was always a singer, but was much older when she got to that role. So it was like the only role that they dubbed her. They had another person sing for her in the movie. Is that right? Because, and she was the one that wanted it. She Peggy was like, Wood. I don't, yeah, Peggy Wood. She's like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. You need to get someone to sing for me. And that, I think that was one of. It's. I mean, it's up there. Climb oh man. Every mountain. <laughs> we should get Carol Churchill to play the Mother Superior. I know. Did somebody oh, say Carol Churchill? Uh, Maria, I, what is it you can't face? I'll just, I'll just, I'll just release some wicked wind. Hey, Carol Churchill's The Sound of Music. Any day of your life, <laughs> or as long as you live. Oh, we Sorry, love it. Carol. No, we love you, Carol. That's how you sound. That's... After the tracheotomy, that's how she... No. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. We're canceled. If we haven't been canceled by now, we're definitely canceled. Right. The whole mouths (laughs) and butts thing should have gotten us years ago. That's true. Y'all, I don't know if you know this, but mouths and butts, (laughs) they're the same. And you can ask anybody, but they may not know, but you can can sure ask them. You can ask ask a doctor. A doctor will know. Doctor well, Western know. medicine's kind of broken, so they may not know. But it is true. You can web MD, MD it. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a web fact. <laughs> An empirical fact. Y'all, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I wish there was more to talk about. Like, you're right. Like, a lot of the numbers don't work. A lot of the placement of them, because it is, like, the musical, like, doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I, I found myself kind of – I know we were – half sticking around a little bit but like at the same time like i never got emotionally invested and no. i get i i even got a little emotionally invested in moments of diana so sure i was just like looking for it here and you just can't audra singing is great but it's like yeah but i'll just listen to that i don't but she need... she sticks out too like a sore yeah, thumb because she, she is so good yeah. I did like the nun choreography. They genuflected on counts a lot. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's cute. I nice. listen, look at some of my past choreography. I've done a lot of genuflecting and wittershins when I'm feeling witchy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um I'm, something I just remembered, but Laura Benanti played school. Maria on did Broadway she... in nineteen ninety eight. What that right. might have been the sound of music I saw when I was really? like six years old. Yeah. Were well, they just no, like, oh, she's too there. old now or something? Maybe. Or they just wanted, like like we said, like they just wanted somebody more famous. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do these, like, it's worth... Instead of trying to use a star to get ratings, use the show to create a star. You know what I mean? They could yeah. have they could have plucked somebody out of Broadway and made them a star and really done something great with it. But you could just see that it again. Keep using the word stunt. You know, we're gonna do this live. You watch it so if anybody fucks up, you'll be able to talk about it Monday morning. Right. And I'm well, and this like, was the start of like the Twitter craze, right? This was sort of okay. the like. I mean, Twitter existed, Facebook existed, obviously before this, but this is the time where it starts becoming like a place to put your feelings, right? A place to put your opinions and really like, oh, let's all watch this and tweet about it, right? Right? It's 2013. Let's go. Let's let's. I mean, it's been that way for a long time, but that it just feels like the peak of that. Sure. Me. Well, and you know, at the same time, what this makes me think of, and I know I brought it up with like when we were talking about, you know, doing carousel and and not like doing it a little bit more smartly than the more smartly good CJ than wow. the old days movies. Yeah. It reminds me of years and years ago, I saw online that like another horrific Adam Sandler movie was coming out like Jack and Jill or something. And I remember thinking in my head, like, Oh, what? I can't believe they're still paying him to make films. And then literally the next day I saw on Facebook, someone from my hometown was like, Oh, did y'all see Adam Sandler's a new movie coming out? I'm totally going to see it. So I bet there was a fair sized audience that saw this and thought it was great. And listen, if they watched that instead of another episode of fucking big bang theory or something for mm -hmm. an evening, I mean, no, it's true. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Pete yes, Buttigieg. True. Can, I, that. can I tell you a story about what you were just talking about, Siege? You were just yes. talking about um, specifically, what were you, I just lost it. What were it was you like about? Adam Sandler, like Jack Adam and Sandler. Joe was coming I, out. There was this, uh, when I was in theater school one time, they were handing out these pamphlets to, or like, um, tickets to free a free screening of a new Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and this would have been about 20... 12 it's been about around Oof. that time uh 2011 2012 and they uh uh i went to see it was called that's my boy and it's a movie about a kid who had sex with his teacher when he was like 16 Oof. and they had a kid together and adam sandler it, plays the kid no adam sandler plays the dad the guy who slept with her but the kid who they have is like the main character and it's it's Andy Samberg and he's getting married and so there it and uh Susan Sarandon plays the teacher that no. that's his mom and it's it's offensive as all fuck but I will say this I will say it <laughs> I went and saw that movie I didn't know the premise uh -huh. in the first 5 minutes it introduces that premise and we were like do we leave like this is bad what is this and then it was a two and a half hour cut of this comedy that i rolled through i shit myself laughing literally and figuratively it was so you're incredible. not a sandler stan I, not really like i like happy gilmore billy madison and like maybe one or two others but i don't really love his recently movies. Uh, yeah, the, Billy Madison doesn't hold up as much. Happy Gilmore is a classic. Uh, and he has some great performances. Punch Drunk Love, I think, is one of is I know a that... phenomenal film. But this movie was something that I, I just was, I knew it was going to be bad. I laughed through the whole fucking thing. I was like, this is an incredible movie. 
and they asked us questions afterwards and i talked a lot i was like he's back this is his new, back. This is his new billy madison back. like he's gonna take and over then... the world and then it came out in theaters and I remember seeing that it had like 12% on Rotten. I was like, bullshit, fuck everybody. And I went and saw it, and it was a 90-minute cut of the most horrific, horrendous, offensive bullshit. And they had cut all of the good shit out, all of it. There was like stuff that I thought was like genius that I can't even remember now. Like, it's like all gone. Like, I don't, I, I can't even remember what it was, but it was all gone. I had seen hmm. a two and a half hour cut. They had cut a whole hour. A two off of and it. a half hour Adam no, Sandler I mean, movie. But we knew Damn. that there were like scenes that right. even looked like they weren't fully finished. Like it was like right. You know, there was in process, and we knew that. But it was great, and it had all this meat, and it felt like a Judd Apatow comedy where it like right. was doing all these roller coasters, and you were just like, "Oh fuck, this really has me." And then it got put out, and it was this <laughs> fucked up, terrible film, and it is bad. It is bad. So nobody go watch that movie and go be like, Bailey said this was good. It's not. <laughs> the theatrical cut is not good. But hey, I'm Bailey, sure there's like deleted Bailey, scenes that work I and stuff. That movie I don't know what. It was not good. It was not good. <laughs> no, man. Cut I feel to, like I'm on fucking. Cut to Adam Sandler is sitting in front of Bailey at one of his brother's graduations. And Bailey says, um, I really like your work. I really love your work. <laughs> I really love that's my boy. Um. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm on talk radio or something. Somebody's going to call in and be like, you fucking asshole. You fucking told me to you watch You did that this movie. to me. I'm going to fucking kill you. You did this to me. You did this Go back and listen to, to our episode on talk radio. That's a good episode. That's a good, a good episode. Fun episode. Have yeah. we digressed enough to end this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. No, I, yeah, I, maybe I won't keep this up, but maybe I will because there are a few that I think are fucking insane to talk about this is not one of them it's okay. not as exciting uh the next one though is peter pan starring Ooh. christopher walken as hook and i do think we should talk about that one because we can talk through walken's career where yeah. he's at at that time we can talk through where uh williams has allison williams has ended up since then she did get out she did i mean like it's a good. That's a good one to talk about. That's okay. a fun one to talk. Because no, that was her intro to the right. world was Peter Pan. So yeah, and it's not the worst. It's not that bad. All right. Christopher Walken sings. I heard. I and I just heard it over the weekend. I know nothing about it. Someone said he was. That was stunt casting, and he wasn't that good in that. No, it's it's stunt casting, and he's brilliant in it because oh. he's he knows he's stunt casting okay so he's like okay. what if i'm just fucking walking and you're just like yeah dude <laughs> okay okay like he it's what i'm 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 talking about it like showgirls though like it's bad like he's bad but it's right. great i just, just want to see him do a live think. version of weapon of choice yeah right I just keep the thinking music video. of my, my favorite Christopher Walken moment was the skit, the sketch that he did with uh, Tim Meadows on Saturday Night Live, where he's he's getting a uh, census taken, <laughs> and he just keeps going on. He's like, "Well, I have I have some candy bars. Yeah, that they don't live here though, right? Well." Tell that to the candy <laughs> bars, you know. <laughs> and he's just like, "I have a panther." All of his SNL, he he's doing an SNL we sketch just more on cowbell. Peter Pan. 
Okay. Well, of course that, that's but like he, th- th- he is giving that energy that he gives on SNL where he's just being walking in the scenario that they put yes, him in. Yes. He's giving that energy as captain hook and it rocks. All right. All right. All mm-hmm. right. But like, it is bad to, to the person who's not watching it in that way. Of course it's bad. It's okay. okay. But he sings I dig. I dig. and it's hilarious and he all dances. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm in. I'm We're going to talk about it. Uh, do you guys wait. have any, uh, dream roles? <laughs> no. I've always wanted to play Maria. I yeah. love I love the musical. I I, I would always love will. to play Max. I've talked about that. I think that's a fun It's part. a good role. In in theory, I'd love to play Von Trapp. But yeah, I don't know do that it. that's a Bailey part, but you know. Hell yeah. Maybe one day. I'd like to direct it, maybe make it like steampunk. Ooh. Or like I would I'm joking, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I would I like. In outer space. I would like to play Maria, but I would probably get cast as the bitchy nun. Cunt nun. Cunt nun. What? The nunt. The cunt. The cunt nun. Nunt. I did have a time in college where I was only cast as nuns. I played like four nuns in a row. Are we going to cover the entirety of the Nonsense franchise? I say after we do all the live musicals. Is that my next miniseries? It's going to take us to like season seven of this podcast. By that point, Scott will have been replaced on the podcast by... No, what I actually think we should do (laughs) is just watch the first one together because Rue McClanahan is in it and it's good. (gasps) Okay. And then we should, like, skip through the other ones just to, All like, right. see how silly they are. Because there's, like, Mashuga nuns. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Nuncrackers. We should do, like, an entire day marathon of nonsense. And just keep it on in the background and eat charcuterie. Yeah, yes, we'll do that. Yes. We'll do that. Yes. Scott, <laughs> doesn't it sound amazing? We'll do it at your place, Scott. <laughs> your place. It'll be great. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, this is my uh, something I really like to do, which is check out the L.A. area theater stuff that's going on. Do you guys have any? L.A. Spotlight. L.A. Spotlights? No, I'm done. I'm done as of the release of this podcast. Hey, yeah, the next congrats. thing I have to do is produce this fringe show, which a bu- with a bunch of jerks. But uh, I'll get through it. Yeah, that's uh, those bunch of jerks are me and Siege. So I gotta fuck say, you. I was on a meeting over the weekend, and they were talking about what's coming up at Fools, and somebody called us three guys and a Groupon, and I was like, <gasps> that is not right. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> Um, for myself, at this point while we're recording, I just got done loading in and building the show that now at this point will be in our second weekend. Um, Which is called Future what? Tripping. Ooh. We're in the upstairs space at Loft in North Hollywood. If you go to futuretrippingplay.com, all of the information is there. I'm producing it. Uh, it's been a joyful return back to theater, but stressful in COVID times. Sure. But I wanted to say, I just wanted to shout out that we had the build over the weekend, and I'm so grateful for each and every person that showed up and helped us. Like it was a, it was stressful, but it was a really good experience, and it was love filled. Yeah, it's a hard, hard times in the theater world right now. Y'all get to the theater and help out all you can. I know Please. that there's like some rules with payment and all those kind of things, but where you can volunteer, do. Uh, it helps as much as possible. Uh, 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 please go see East West Players Assassins. I believe it runs yeah. for like three more weeks. Oh, good. Um, it's 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 got a nice little run behind it, and it's awesome. Uh, I loved it so much. Trance Thompson as um, 
booth, John Wilkes mm. booth, uh, is pretty transcendent. Uh, I, I I definitely uh, recommend this show to everybody that I'm seeing right now. So check it out. And then get tickets to Anne at the Pasadena Playhouse. It Woot will be woot. opening at the end of this month. We're very excited. Starring Holland Taylor, written by Holland Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very sweet. She's around uh, the 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 playhouse every day and she she's the best so we're excited to get that going and then keep your eyes out for fringe because we are going to start covering fringe y'all we're going to do some fringe centric episodes we're going to have some people on we're going to talk about their shows if you have a fringe show let us know hit us up in our dms check us out in 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 the show notes you'll find that there's a there's a um instagram there you can dm us there or you can send us an email but let us know if you have a fringe show coming up because we'll fucking promote it and we'll put it oh, on yeah. our la spotlights maybe we'll have you on the show if uh if if we think your show is worthy Whoa. if we think it's worthy <laughs> that's all i got yeah oh thank you for joining us for our theater theater and stuff uh, okay, go ahead, see. Sorry. Uh, do y'all have questions or comments? And again, please send us your fringe stuff coming up because we'd love to cover it. We'd love to come see it. Um, you can reach us via email. You can also reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Scott? Thank you, CJ. A big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson, who writes our theme song, which you are about to hear, our regular theme song, that is. Uh, just a truth, a fact that we'd like to drop, our theme song is better than your fucking theme song. It's true. Uh, Ryan also writes all of our amazing stingers. He's an amazing human being. Another big shout out to Pamela Quinn for writing our special stuff theme song, which you heard at the beginning. Pam contributes to every episode in some way or another, either as a guest or as a songwriter or as a badass. How's that? (laughs) And then finally (laughs) finally to the great Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Annie Baker for writing every single one of our episodes and she doesn't even know it but one day Annie Baker we're gonna buy you a beer a delicious cold crisp beer at the plunge I cannot wait for it uh please subscribe rate review it really does help we love you guys so much we'll see you later peace Aida Aida All we ask of you, all we ask is a lifetime of service, wisdom, courage. To ask more would be selfish, but nothing else will do. What's that from? (laughs) Xanadu. All right. (laughs) Later, everybody. The theater, the theater. Theater. To be or not to be. Theater. Theater. Theater.